0: Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10.
1: Kale and Company, as we continue live, fourth and final hour on this Friday. Snow coming down pretty good now, blowing from left to right across your radio dial. Nick Dawn, Greg, Anthony, and Phil, as we head till 10 o'clock this morning, as we welcome in the 45th President of the United States, who's been known to join. Kaling Company, from time to time. And it's good to have you back on the program this morning, Mr. Trump. How are Ooh. you? And we're doing tremendous, I can
2: say that. We're doing really, really well. And nobody's ever done as well as we have. Uh, we did so well in Iowa. You know, I do well with the farmers. The farmers love me, and Iowa loves me. They call it Trump country. Uh, we did incredibly well. And there was one county in Iowa, I think it was called Johnson County, didn't vote for me. They did. It was rigged. We understand that. We're going to look at it. But uh, we're going to do very, very well in New Hampshire. Bird brain, Neocon, Nikki Haley is not going to do as well as the polls are saying. Uh, but we're doing tremendously. You look fantastic. You sound great. Greg was talking about some interesting things to say to his dog before. So maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we won't. Uh, but we have, and it was incredible to hear what he's saying, never thought he would say. I would never say something like that, I can just tell you. <laughs> Billy Bush might disagree, but I would never say something like that. So we might need to clean that up, but he's a good guy, he's a tremendous guy, and you're all tremendous people. But we're doing really well, and we're excited to keep on winning.
1: And winning is what you did in Iowa, I anticipate and expect that in New Hampshire, and then on down to South Carolina. But I do find it pretty fascinating that you rolled to a historical. Historic victory in Iowa while spending far less money than the other three. The Hawkeye State really does love you, but the mainstream media tried to portray it as well. The 49% of people did not vote for Donald Trump. Just talk about your experiences that you had in Iowa so far.
2: Well, nobody knows Iowa. Nobody loves Iowa as much as I love Iowa and as much as I know Iowa. And the farmers love me. These people are tremendous. And You know, the mainstream media wants to look at a historic win. It was history, the biggest win in the history of the world. It's something I know very well. Big in history, I can tell you that. But we have uh, a tremendous victory. The media wants to say that it was terrible. It wasn't good. 49% said these are terrible people and they're liars. These are fake news. These are scoundrels. These are the enemy of the people. We call them the enemy of the people because they don't tell the truth. They never tell the truth. These people, all they do is make up... Hoax after hoax after hoax. Remember impeachment hoax number one? Impeachment hoax number two? Russia, Russia, Russia. Then there was the China virus hoax. There was the Ukraine. Perfect phone call. The greatest phone call in history. Nobody's ever made a more perfect and incredible and highly respected phone call. (laughs) We did so well in Iowa. It's a beautiful state, and it was cold. It was colder than Crooked Hillary's heart, so cold. But it was a tremendous victory, and they don't want to give us credit, but that's okay. These are the people, the Sanctus, I call him my little dumpling. He's a little guy. Uh, Munchkin Land, you know, I call him the mayor of Munchkin Land. He represents the Lollipop Guild, he does, with his boots. Uh, he did horrible Nikki Haley, bird brain, which is an insult to birds. You know, Ollie want a cracker, probably more intelligent than Nikki Haley. These people spent a lot of money. I didn't have to
1: spend it because the voters love me, and I love the voters. (laughs) Donald Trump is joining us. You mentioned the Sanctus. Yesterday on my show, I did my opening monologue on how he has no path. Uh, He should drop out. He should endorse you emphatically. Do you think if he does that, will MAGA forgive him eventually and get behind him four or five years from now?
2: They might do it. They might not do it. It depends on what he does. You know, little DeSanctis, the dumpling, the little guy. He's a tiny person, I could say. People (laughs) wanted me to choose him as my vice president. And what I said was, if you've been to Disney World, which DeSanctus has been there and lost a lot, but if you've been to Disney World... They have a little thing that says, you must be this tall to ride the ride. Uh, He doesn't meet the requirements for me when it comes to vice president. You must be this tall to be vice president, not in heels. You can't be wearing heels. And he's too short to be my vice president, so he's not going to do it. But I think if he comes around and endorses, you saw what they did, Vivek, beautiful guy. First, for a minute there, he wasn't a nice guy. He was a nice guy. Then he wasn't a nice guy. Now he's a nice guy again. Tremendous person. We love him a lot for a minute there. I Never heard of him, but now we love him a lot. Uh, <laughs> You see what happens with De is, if he endorses, I think he'll be okay. The longer he takes, the worse it's going to be for that little guy. He's a tiny person, believe me. I,
1: I would agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> you mentioned Vivek. He has lots of energy. He appeals to the younger demo, certainly has a following on social media. Um, I, I don't know if he meets the height requirement for the rides, but are you willing to consider Vivek as a vice president, or does he at least have a spot in your cabinet?
2: Well, he's tall enough. I can say that. He's tall enough. And that's all I'll say because you know, a lot of people can't trust him. They say, who is this guy? Where did he come from? I think he's a good guy. For a few minutes, he wasn't a great person with the shirts, but now he's a tremendous, incredible, because he said good things about me. So he's a tremendous guy. Uh, and anybody who does that generally will get compliments. You know that if you say I have great hair, it puts you in the running. It's a tremendous thing. But uh, you look at him... He's uh, decent, maybe vice president, maybe cabinet. We'll talk about it. But we have to watch what he does first. How hard is he going to campaign? He's doing a tremendous job in New Hampshire. He's reaching people like nobody's ever reached people before, except I've reached a lot more people. But, you know, you look at that. I did 51 percent. He did 7 percent. So I reach people a lot better than he does. But he's helping and he's doing a great job. We'll see what happens in the administration. But I think we're going to be talking about Vivek for a long time. Believe me.
1: Donald J. Trump joining us here on Kaling Company, as he does from time to time on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, many are suggesting, Mr. President, a female for vice president. Um, Once you send bird brain packing back to South Carolina, would you consider her as a vice president? Others have floated out Tulsi Gabbard. Dawn is high on Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We've heard Carrie Lake. We've heard Christy Nome. Uh, Thoughts on the female options that are out there to be your Veep?
2: Well, nobody loves women as much as I do. That much (laughs) we can tell you that. You know that? You look at the bus, the tapes, Billy Bush. I love women. Uh, (laughs) These are tremendous people. And I love them more than Mitt Romney, who had binders full of women. You remember that? He had binders. (laughs) It was tremendous. And uh, we're looking at all options. Uh bird brain has got to go. She's a terrible, stupid person. You see, she's a stupid. Let me just tell you something about stupid people. This is one of the dumbest people. And she even looks like AOC. If you look at it, there's a resemblance there. Uh, she's a stupid person. And she said, it's now a two person race, but she finished third. Who says that? Who absolutely could not count to three? This is incredible. I mean, she does Biden math. It really is tremendous. We're going to send her packing. That's a good point. And she's going to be gone. We're going to destroy her political career. She's never going to get a job again. If she does, I'll tell her she's fired. It's incredible. We're looking at all the options. Uh, Tulsi, maybe. Sarah Sanders is tremendous. She's a wonderful person. Kristi Noem. Best governor in the country, South Dakota, did a fantastic job. Gary Lake is going to be a senator. We're looking at everything on the table. We'll see who the vice president
1: is, but these are all great people, believe me. Speaking of dum-dums, Mr. President, Fannie Willis and uh, the attorney general, you know, the prosecutor in Fulton County going after you. And we find out now she's got a hearing coming up for misconduct, all centered around her lover slash special prosecutor. I would argue maybe even a bigger fraud than New York Attorney General Letitia James. Um, Were were you surprised at all by this bombshell revelation? And doesn't it really vindicate how you have been saying these are all persecutions and witch hunts and it's all intentional in nature? Well,
2: it's all completely fake. You can look at it. Everybody who wants to come after me is involved in some sort of crazy affair, Alvin Bragg is having an affair with Twinkies on a day-to-day basis. You look at uh, you look at Fanny Willis. She's having an affair with the prosecutor. You look at Peter Stroke and Lisa Page. Remember those two beauties? These are the FBI. We call them the lovebirds. Oh, Lisa. I love you, Lisa. Oh, Peter, I love you too. We want Hillary to win. We have to win. It's going to be great. These are people that are doing terrible things. They call it... The great Steve Summers on WFAN a long time ago said overnight under the covers. That's what's happening. And you look at, you look at what's going on. These are terrible things that they're doing. The case is junk. It's garbage. We're going to win. We're going to beat all of the phony hoax indictments and we're going to win back the White House and it is going to be beautiful. Nobody knows beautiful, nobody knows winning, as much as yours truly. Believe me, that much I can tell you.
1: Mr. President, final one for you. I thought it was pretty outrageous that, once again, Monday night, you have your victory speech, and here comes MSNBC and Rachel Maddow, with her bad haircut, says, well, we're making an executive editorial decision not to air the Republican frontrunner's victory speech. Jake Tapper for CNN airs you for all of 16 seconds before talking over you, and then they faded you out. This seems like, once again, more censorship in your direction. Uh, If you thought anything was going to change from four years ago, it's clearly obvious that this will be the game plan for the left mainstream media moving forward.
2: The fake news media is the enemy of the people. I can tell you that. You look at Rachel Madcow. They call her (laughs) Moscow Madcow. This woman said she can't put on untrue things. Untrue, like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, like the vaccine is going to stop it all. It didn't do that. You see, the uh, China virus didn't come from China. They say it didn't come from China to say that it's racist. It came from China, just like roast pork globane. It's Chinese food. It's not racist. That's what it is. You look at, and Chris Christie knows a lot about that. That much I can tell you too. But you look at these people, they say we can't put out untrue things. They had the PP hoax. They had the impeachment hoax, number one. Impeachment number two, fake news all over the place. The perfect phone call. They say the election was completely legitimate. Let's look at that. You have a guy who can't remember his favorite flavor of ice cream. You want to tell me he did very well in the 2020 election with that funny business? I have a hard time believing that. They say they don't do untrue things. They do a lot of untrue things, that much I can say, and they don't want to put me on because they don't like the truth. They're afraid of the truth, and they can't handle the truth, and that's why they avoid me like the plague. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace, and we have to fix it.
1: Oh, man, such a good performance as usual. That's our buddy Sean Farage joining us, doing his great impressions of Donald Trump. Sean, uh, great stuff as always. Um, And I wanted to just get your thoughts on a couple of the issues that we have spoken about this week. Um, I do want to start with where we are in the primaries. Um, You know, it looks like Nikki Haley will probably be second again in New Hampshire DeSantis will be third. The same formula probably plays out in South Carolina. Trump won. Nikki two, DeSantis three. Does it feel like, in general, that these primaries are starting to lose a lot of steam because it's such a foregone conclusion? And we're not even talking about if; we're talking about when these other two drop out.
2: Yeah, uh, the primary and first, I have to. First of all, I was listening to um, to you guys before we got to this segment. Uh, Nick, the fact that you have a problem with thirty-year-olds wearing backwards hats is offensive. Because uh, I'm thirty-two. <laughs> yes,
1: you are actually in violation this morning for wearing that hat. Yeah, Mr. I'm Barack. in violation. I'm in violation. Well, I can tell you this.
2: You know what? That's okay, because again, outside of Philadelphia, you broke the Liberty Bell. We've been we've been there before, so you know I'll give you that one for one. Okay. After that, <laughs> uh, the primary, I will say that. And Greg, what the heck with the dog? That was insane. I was I'm laughing. Sorry. I fell down. Sorry. Um, yeah, the, it was so funny. That was really funny. The the primary is look the Iowa. The fact that it was a thirty percent you know percentage point variance in gap there. I mean, it sent shockwaves through everything uh, to the fo- to the point where, as we joked about before, Nikki Haley failed to be able to count to three. Um, you know, this New Hampshire one is going to be closer. And I, I look, I, I know a lot of there's been a lot of contention, uh, a lot of contentious behavior between MAGA and, you know, maybe what they called MAGA-lite or, you know, you're still conservative, but you're supporting a Ron DeSantis candidate or something like that. Look... Uh, DeSantis, in in my eyes, was never the enemy. Was he a threat to Trump Uh, in terms of his popularity? Yes. Nikki Haley is literally a Democrat. I don't care what primary she's running in. If you look at what the campaign is doing and what her donors are pushing for, they're literally asking for Democrats to vote for her in the Republican primary. There's your enemy. There's your target. I'm not asking Ron DeSantis supporters to come out and embrace Donald Trump right now. What I've done is I've made a pitch right online on the show, et cetera, And I've said, hey, join hands with me and let's destroy her. Let's have some fun together again. Let's, you know, it, it, get back on the same side, and destroy Nikki Haley. These primaries, I don't want to say they're a foregone conclusion because I'm a sports fan, and every time you think, you know, the team who's got a 17-point spread, you know, in their favor, right? They're they're laying 17. Every time that happens, you know, the the, they, the other team always winds up covering the spread. So it's, to me, let's get through the primaries. Let's make it happen. It looks good for Trump. We still have to play the game. We still have to cast the votes. We can't be comfortable. We can't put our feet up. And we don't want to get ourselves into that mindset where, well, we coasted through the primary and the polls look good for the general, so we don't really have to come out and vote. I want to see record numbers in every single one of these primaries. I want to know that our base is engaged. So uh, take nothing for granted is my is my thought process going into this and going into 2024.
1: How much does it bother you? We talked about this issue earlier with the state like New Hampshire where you can have people that go from Democrat then they flip over to vote R they vote for Nikki and we have these you know, quote open primaries. I can't stand that concept. Um, I, I think there are Democrats that are very diabolical that come in you know, with a certain intent and an agenda. Um, is, what's the solution for this or is this just one of these things where you know we'll gripe a it but it won't ultimately impact trump in any of these states
2: so i'm from new york and that was a closed primary state so democrats can only vote in the democrat primary republicans can only vote in the republican primary and i was a actually a democrat pretty liberal coming out of high school and i had never uh changed my voter registration by the time 2016 came around so i actually i always want to vote i never want to miss a cycle So I actually voted in the 2016 Democrat primary for Bernie Sanders. So I can say that I voted against Hillary twice, but I still felt dirty doing it. (laughs) Um, I think the happy medium here is if you are registered, because I, I agree that closing the primary keeps it cleaner, right? But there are a lot of independents who don't know that they can't vote in primaries, but still want to. So when I ran the grassroots movement back on Long Island and we had Zeldin running in the Republican primary, there were a lot of independents who wanted to vote for him and they couldn't. So I think the happy medium is this. If you are registered to a party, that's the primary that you that you can vote in and that's it. But I would love to give the independents an option and the ability to participate because that is how you start to cultivate a more engaged electorate in general. So if you're an independent, I believe you should be able to walk into a polling place and decide what party you'd like to vote for. But when you do that, you register to that party. Right. So if you're an independent and you want to participate in New Hampshire, you walk in and you say, I'm voting in the Republican primary. And what you do at that point is you become a registered Republican. So you can continue to vote in that primary going forward. I don't know the legalities of it, but I would like that to be the system. I want independents to be able to participate more. I feel like they're disenfranchised. What I don't want is the ability for a Democrat to walk into a Republican primary or polling place Mm -hmm. and start participating in a primary that they shouldn't be because that's where you start to, you know, murky up the waters and, and 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 you know, kind of jam up the results there and, and it, you get a, a more incomplete picture. I want independents to be able to participate so that they feel like that this is what they do. We, the more engaged our electorate is the better off our country will be. I firmly believe, and the reason why we called our movement on Long Island, the loud majority, is that silent majority is silly. There are more of us than there are of them. I truly believe if everybody in the country participated in a poll, they would roundly reject what the Democrats stand for and what they're doing, but they just don't participate. Folks don't know what to do and when to do it. Get them involved. The more engaged the entire electorate is, the better, the better the country will be. So give them the opportunity to do that without letting Democrats cross over or Republicans vice versa do it. That's that's how I feel about that.
1: Sean, final one for you. We've had a lot of conversation in the last two weeks since we came back from the uh, holiday break about who the best option is for Trump from a vice president standpoint. Some people say it matters. Some people say it doesn't. Um, but when we're talking about a very, very slim margin and this, this election could come down to four or five different states, well under five, 40,000 total votes, is there a VP out there that you think makes the most sense, whether it's female, whether it's male, whether it's minority, and is there a VP out there possibly that could deliver a swing state for Trump that could be the difference?
2: All right. So this is one of my favorite questions, and and there's a huge debate going on about the vice president. So Sebastian Gorka was just on Newsmax. He said it's going to be a man that nobody's talking about. So that to me means it's going to be a guy like maybe a Lee Zeldin, because Trump thinks he has his eyes on New York. Maybe a Rick Grinnell. Uh, You know, obviously, that would be fun from an LGBTQ standpoint. He's gay, but doesn't talk about it. Right. So it's he just goes in and does and and is fiercely loyal to Trump as a as a, a pit bull um, I've always thought it's going to be a woman and the ones that come up, you actually asked before, Christy Nome. and I've been doing these polls on Twitter. If, if it's a woman, I believe it's going to be one of three people, Noem, uh, but Gnome I don't think wins him anything. South Dakota is going right. Red anyway, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she's younger. She's more popular. If, if it's a woman, I think strategically from an electorate standpoint, um, specifically because Donald Trump thinks he's going to flip New York. And I've been saying this since 2022 that I think I think on the short list, very high on the short list is Elise Stefanik. And, and the reason why I think so is because, A, she's a female. B, she is one of the more liberal Republicans when it comes to her voting record. So she can kind of reach across the aisle and. And see, you have you have Roe versus Wade is still on the ballot. So it helps to have a female face. But she's been fiercely loyal to Trump. She had a a wildly popular and successful questioning of Harvard, MIT's and UPenn's president uh, in in front of Congress. Two out of those three are, uh, are have resigned or have been fired from their position as president. Um, and I also believe that if you watch the way she's speaking, she's using the exact same terminology as Donald Trump for a while Uh, here with regards to January 6th, she's calling them hostages. She's also been someone that Trump thinks can be president one day, and he has said that. There's only one way that's possible. Her political career has peaked in New York. She's not going to win a statewide election. Uh, the the most she's going to do in New York is become, you know, a congresswoman or the chair of the New York Republican Party, which is controlled opposition at that point. I think she's on the short list. I would not be surprised. She's a prolific blue state fundraiser. She fits the mold, whether you like it or not. Trump loves people who can raise money in blue states. Look at Kevin McCarthy. Look at Dr. Oz. Look no further than Ronna McDaniel and Elise Stefanik. I think she's a better uh, quality candidate than all of those people. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, and I have been looking at indicators thinking that's going to be the pick for a while, but we'll see what happens.
1: Sean, great stuff as always, brother. We appreciate the insight and the humor. Good stuff, and we'll, uh, we'll touch base again maybe in February.
2: Thank you. See uh, you soon. Have a great time and appreciate coming on.
1: You got it. There he is. The great Sean Farage joining us here on Kale and Company. You can follow him on Twitter at Sean, and uh, underscore F-A-R-A-S-H. All right, 922. Let's get to our morning mystery movie clip.
0: And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kale and Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. everybody i'm sleeping with you huh
2: no. well that
0: explains it that's why these people treat me like some dime store no, floozy. No, they think not. i'm screwing the boss
2: that's not it at all
0: oh and you just love it don't you it gives you some sort of cheap thrill like knocking over pencils and picking Poor up papers.
2: now let's don't get
0: excited get your scummy hands off of me look i've been straight with you from the first day i got here and i put up with all your pinching and staring and think you know what it is Call it 12 at 855-839-1210 and you can win this great prize.
1: And once again today, the great prize is a digital movie download for Next Goal Wins. Michael Fassbender stars in this hilarious and heartwarming feel-good underdog comedy, Based on a true story, score big by adding Next Goal Wins to your movie collection today. Own it on digital and Blu-ray, February 27th. Call at 12-855-839-1210. See if we get our winner when we come back. And then what's on the cut sheet? Part 2. Stay right there. Kale and Company. Back after this, and after this word for the Piazza Auto Group. You know, as we ring in the new year, our friends from Piazza Premium Automobiles, they want to wish everybody a happy 2024. Piazza, excited to welcome two new members to their family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore, and Maserati of the main line. They have joined the family, both located on Lancaster Avenue. You're going to receive the same first-class experience that you always get. Great service great people and that's what you've come to expect with the piazza premium automobiles and their family at the piazza auto group find your new or certified pre-owned infinity maserati or other piazza luxury brands like jaguar land rover mercedes-benz bmw and more you can check them out online right now piazza premium autos.com and tell them nick kale sent you
0: it's kale and company on demand Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app.
1: Kaling Company, Friday morning, Nick Dawn and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. What's on the cut sheet? Part new coming up in a couple of moments. Also a Donald Trump update in just a moment. But first, time to welcome in our morning mystery movie clip winner. We have Tina in Berwyn who has identified the movie clip correctly. Tina, good morning. What movie did we play for you?
3: Good morning, Nick. The movie is 9 to 5 with Dolly
1: Parton. Yes, that is correct. Dolly Parton, 9 to 5. And I believe today is her her 78th birthday. So congratulations, Tina. You got it correct. And uh, you've got the digital download.
3: Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
1: You are so welcome, Tina. And we appreciate you listening and playing. Yeah, Dolly Parton's 78, and she never ages. It's unbelievable. Like I, I just saw her uh, six, eight weeks ago for a college football game, and she came out, and she sang something. I think it might have been a Tennessee game, or maybe it was Thanksgiving with yeah, the Yeah, it was Lions. Dallas. It, it was, was the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys game. And everyone
4: game. was talking about how hot she was.
1: It was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, she hasn't aged in 40 years. She looks like she did in 1980. But think about her. Remember, she was she
3: was um, nominated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yep. so she wrote that rock song. Yep. And she's always just so humble, but obviously she's somebody who just has an incredible work ethic. That's what everybody says
1: about her. Yeah, it really is. She has, like, no uh, no downtime. She just <laughs> keeps going 24-7, kind of like Trump. Uh, so here's this update uh, on Trump. This is courtesy of the Daily Mail, um, and we were talking about the red spots on his hands, and we kind of arrived, I think unanimously, that we agreed that it was probably blisters from playing yeah. golf. Uh, you see it up on uh, YouTube, but now... That I look at it, I actually think this is right, where the Donald Trump uh, hand issue that everybody was infatuated with on social media, his camp has come out and said merely, it's paper cuts.
4: Those are not paper cuts, guys. And no, he smeared no
1: the blood on his hand. Nah. Nah. But that looks like blood, does it not? It, no, it doesn't. No, does. they look it, like blisters. It looks like
3: blisters. Dawn is 100% correct. It's not a paper cut. That's bizarre. I mean, That
1: looks like dried blood where, like, you know, if you had a bloody nose or you, you cut yourself shaving and you didn't realize there was a little blood and it dried. That looks to me like, we, you know, I could I could totally see that. For those that want
4: to follow along at home, youtube.com slash at 1210 WPHT, youtube.com slash at 1210 WPHD. We put this photo up yesterday. But this is bizarre because that's not dried blood. Okay, you that know what?
1: Now blood. that I look at it, if you look at his index finger at the <laughs> tip where it's really yes. dark red, that looks like blood. But if you go down the inside of his index finger down towards where like it bends around in like an L shape towards his thumb, those do look like blisters. I'm totally yes. con- I'm totally confused now. I have those no are, idea what it is.
4: Those are so Trump himself didn't say this, right? His camp, his is ca- saying somebody this? in his camp.
1: Whatever that means.
3: So somebody just said, oh, I don't know. They're probably a Paper cut.
1: Speaking to TMZ, representatives for Trump said that the cause of the injury was simply paper cuts. Take that for what it's worth.
4: Wait, wait. No, no, no. So they're not saying it's dried blood. They're saying it's paper cuts, right? Yeah.
1: Yes, but they're saying that the the host, uh, the former Apprentice host, then smeared the blood across his hand. Which would explain the multiple spots. No. See what he should have done is gone Rick Flair and just rubbed it all over his face, and like you <laughs> so know, like Rick Flair would used to do. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I guess I'm, they're saying I'm the more marks. Shenanigans. Yeah, Sorry. to Greg's point, I, it's just it's it's just silly, but they're saying, oh, they disappeared. You know, disappeared. They, they're saying, oh, now they now they're gone. This is where we are. We're looking
1: Oops. at the stinking oh, boy.
3: blister marks.
1: All right. Well it's always something. Whatever. Right, so you're saying you're saying it is blisters. Yeah. All right.
4: And and Conroy on the YouTube chat says why would he have paper cuts?
1: Handles a lot of documents.
3: Maybe maybe it's both. Two things could be true. So he's got blisters from changing his grip in golf or practicing golf. And so now he's handling all the court papers and maybe one blister sliced open. Yeah. Okay, so maybe
4: it's a double thing. I don't know. Can we, fill, can we do this? Can we put up the photo one more time? Can we put a poll question up on YouTube and maybe on um, maybe on uh, Twitter as well? Are these paper cuts?
1: Yes or no? Okay. We'll see what the results are. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm confused. I, I see shades of blood as far as I could see dried blood from a paper cut. But then again, why would it be on multiple hands? And then on the inside... Those do look like scabs or blisters.
4: Margaret on the YouTube chat says maybe psoriasis. No, not on I mean,
3: your only on
4: three. Isn't that usually on like your forearms or something, right? You can like, get like it everywhere. You can
1: get it on your eyelids, you can get it on your stomach. I mean people have eczema all over their it's right. spots.
4: It's
3: you guys, it's blisters. And maybe he but cut. Why, maybe a wait, blister wait, wait, wait. got cut by no, a no, no. paper
4: cut. I agree with you, Don, but why wouldn't they just say that then? Why yeah, would they just true. say it's yeah, what's blisters for Yeah, why would you
1: lie and call it a paper cut if it's yes, a golf injury? Yes. Right. Which makes me think
4: that it might not be it might be something else if they're like, Well, wow, yeah, it's paper cuts. I don't know, but like
1: why wouldn't you just say they're blisters Carville's from golfing? Right. It's syphilis. No. <laughs> <laughs> James Carville. <laughs> And Carville was I you and you said this yesterday, Greg, he was saying that kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah, he was. Okay. All right, well, we'll figure he's it a, out. He,
4: he's a S word stirrer. You know what I mean? Oh, like he of course. just likes to stir yes. the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, I got it. He have a great future of radio. Which
4: yeah. I, which I appreciate as somebody on this radio show who likes to stir the pot.
1: There you go.
3: So to to next point really quick here, there is mm-hmm. a type of psoriasis known as palmoplanter, which ah. is a chronic variant of psoriasis that impacts the palms and of the hands and soles of the feet.
1: Yeah. You can get eczema or psoriasis in a lot of spots. I get it in the winter on my right eyelid very faintly. Like, you can't really see it. I get, like, this little white flaky thing on my right eyelid, and then it disappears for 10 days, and then it comes back. And then by March, it's gone. So
4: so Matt on the YouTube chat says it's golf blisters. They just didn't want to put that out there uh, because the liberals would say he's golfing too much. Oh. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Ugh. Just say it's, just say it's blisters if
1: it's blisters. I mean, between the primaries right now, the campaigns <laughs> and the court and the court situations, I don't, I don't know how he finds time to cough, To be completely honest, <laughs> and you, by the way, it's cold as hell almost everywhere right
4: now. Marianne you, on the YouTube chat says, "Who cares?"
3: <laughs> I know Marianne's right. <laughs> yeah. Except that we learned that Nick gets remember the something about Mary
1: Stalker character Wookie
3: or what was his name that
4: you uh,
1: get Wookie. it on your eyelids. Wookie, yeah. Yeah, he you no, know, he gets the, he gets the hives. Remember, remember that? Yeah. yeah, remember he's like uh, Ted. I'm dying. And he goes, no, no, it's just it's the South Carolina humidity. <laughs> great clip. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, right?
4: Maybe we can spend two more hours talking about Trump v. DeSantis. Yeah, will that make Come you on, happy, we, Fred? Will we will it? all we all realize that we're a very shallow show, and I'm speaking for myself. That's right. I'm, I'm very I'm very surface. Yeah. Like um, you know, yeah. I don't go in deep. I just want to you know see something and debate it.
1: You hear that he doesn't go in deep. All right, shallow and <laughs> successful. That's the name of the game here.
4: By the way, we were talking earlier yeah. about Eugene Carroll's cat, right? Yes. Yeah. And it was it was named Vagina, right? right? Yep. Okay, so that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. When somebody you know called me out for saying that I was being sexual, I yeah. just said, <laughs> well, you kind but of that's. Is. If that's the cat's name, yeah. imagine if it was a dog. That,
1: that's correct. All right. A dog uh, named Vagina. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Not everybody can name your dog Buddy Boy.
4: Oh. Oh.
1: Those <laughs> names make me a little nervous. <laughs> uh, 943. He's neutered. Yeah, uh, well, I would hope so. Let's get to What's on the Cut Sheet, part two. What's on the Cut Sheet? I do.
4: We really only have time to get to one cut, but I want to play this. <laughs> I want to play this um, for you, and because a lot of people tuned into the YouTube chat just to see uh, the picture we were talking about. So this is more of a visual thing, And but we can describe it for the people listening on the Odyssey app and on 1210 WPHT. Uh, John Fetterman walks by a pro-Hamas protester with an Israeli flag. <laughs> I saw this. And starts, like, waving it. Yeah. What is happening?
1: I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Good he's, for him. He's, go- so, he's content gold for the Babylon Bee. So, Kevin Pools on the YouTube
4: chat has suggested, and he put this out on Twitter too, that Donald Trump should pick John Fetterman as his running mate. Oh my
1: God. Can you imagine? Oh my God, the internet would explode.
4: Can you imagine that?
1: The, the left, y- you think they have meltdowns over some things. If John Fetterman ever flipped and joined the Republican Party... It would be the greatest thing to happen to politics since Donald J. Trump. It'll never happen. You know, of it's course it not. fun. It's fun to say, but he, okay. I mean, in his post recovery, he has yes. gone way right.
4: Uh, for those watching, we can describe it. Uh, this is cut. Seven guys go
1: <laughs> people being patted down and arrested. Look at him! Just waving. It. It's a little one too. It's like the baby flag. Oh my lord! Look, <laughs> he is the baby flag. Look at it's the shorts. Amazing. Look at the
4: sweatshirt. <laughs> the big ogre comes walking by. Who? He, he is. His troll game is amazing. He is a great. It troll. It is amazing.
1: He is perfect for the social media era we live in. He is. He, he, he is. He's social media gold. He's, and that's like the little kind of flag that you would maybe put on your desk in your office, right? Yep. Like I thought, maybe it was going to be like the big one that you would carry around and wave, like at a football game. <laughs> he's got the little handheld yeah. one. He's like,
3: he's like a fat guy with a little flag.
4: Yeah, fat <laughs> <Big> guy <laughs> with a little flag. Tommy Boy. <laughs> I gotta say this. I gotta say this. On this issue, he's acting more conservative than yeah. some conservatives. Yeah. I know.
1: It's insane on a bat. Now he, I, I have to ask well, this. I think it's a pertinent question. Yeah. He's not—is he Jewish? Do we know if Fetterman is Jewish? I, I don't, don't think a, so. Yeah, I don't uh, think so either. Okay, because that—that that might explain it. I mean, I don't know if Fetter, the last name Fetterman is Jewish or not. But I'm wondering. Like, the more I think about it, is he Jewish? Because then that would be—that would make a lot of sense. So, yeah, something that. Keep an eye on I'm going to do some digging. Maybe it'll be on his Wikipedia page. Get that answer when we come back. All right, we'll come back, wrap it up with uh, what's on tap for the Dawn Show and who won social media today here on Kalen Company.
0: This is the Cale Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app.
1: It is Kalen Company, Nick Dawn and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, after doing some research, Anthony and I are both checking to see if, in fact, John Fetterman is Jewish. Uh, it does not say on his Wikipedia page that he is, and also there is a site that is dedicated towards, I think, very pro-Israeli stances on Congress in America. What was the website, Anthony? AmericanJewishCongress dot org. Yeah,
4: AmericanJewishCongress dot org.
1: And uh, Fetterman is displayed on that page, but it does not say. One way or the other.
4: Mike Braun on on uh, Twitter says that Fetterman is Jewish. Okay. I, I th-
1: was wondering.
3: I think that he was raised Christian, but is Giselle Jewish?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because I, I don't saw
3: know. one post that said she, that mm. his wife is.
1: Okay. So... Um, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so there you go. Um, We'll get to who won social media coming up in just a couple of moments. But first, we find out uh, what's on tap for the Dawn Show, just eight minutes out this morning.
3: Yeah, we have so much. And we'll we'll update on all because we are getting some new models from the National Weather Service because we've had this ever-changing forecast from 3 o'clock this morning. It keeps morphing and changing. So we're going to keep on top of that and update you as the city is under this emergency declaration. But uh, we've got some great stuff coming up in the 11 a.m. hour. We'll talk to um, Beth Ann Rossica talking about schools, indoctrination, but as well the school funding ruling and how that may very well raise your taxes. 11.30, Brian Hart is going to break down the latest on college crime in our area, what's going on with Temple, and that now federal investigation at the Department of Ed level. But at 1020, we're going to have a little fun. This is Shahina Wasim, and it's um, the spicy world of pepper people. It's a new Hulu series. So we'll have a little fun with Shahina Wasim talking about the world's number one. She's the world's number one chili
4: eater.
1: Uh, it's funny it's you say chilies. that. I'm, I'm actually going to make chili this weekend. Yum. I'm going to get some uh, habanero peppers to throw in it, Ooh. speaking of spice.
4: Are you going to do venison? Like no, like, I'm not
1: going because no. of the weather. I don't, I don't want to venture all the way up to go get deer, so I'll just uh, go ground beef. But that's fine. You
3: could Go in Greg's yard or mine.
1: Yeah, just shoot, Bambi. Yeah, same. Yeah, stop in Stocker's. <laughs> stop in Stocker's basement for a cocktail on the way up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, Greg, uh, dry January's over. How about you pour me a double? <laughs> All right, The Dawn Show coming up six minutes from now as we wrap up a Friday with Who Won Twitter Today? Who Won Twitter? The Czar, the Tsar Czar
4: of Trenton wins Twitter. He says, uh, the injury to Trump's hands were due to him practicing in case of a Joe Biden pool chain attack. You remember <laughs> uh, uh, Corn Pop, where he had the Pop. pool chain. He's a bad dude. He fought, he fought Corn Pop. So <laughs> the Tsar of Trenton, who I haven't heard from in a while. Glad, glad you're listening. Glad you're yeah. back, my friend. Uh, he wins Twitter on this snowy... Friday.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we doing YouTube as well today?
4: No. I, I the problem with YouTube is is I have too many screens up, so I didn't. I, I haven't really. Oh, that's s- true. Seen a lot of the comments. Okay. Um. I don't know if Anthony, if you saw anything.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure Kevin Poles had something to say. Well, he'll he'll just win by default. We'll just give it to give it to him. Who? Kevin Poles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's always great with the comments. Yeah. So he wins. Yes. I'll just elect Kevin- him the winner.
3: Kevin's the winner.
1: There you go. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us on this Friday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. Everybody have a safe rest of your Friday. Uh, if you're into uh, blizzards, have a blast this weekend. Go sledding <laughs> around. Do whatever you do. Are you going you sledding? Do. Are you going sledding, Nick? No, I'm going to watch football.
3: Well, if you Done. go to the grocery store, call in.
1: I am we'll going have to the live grocery rep- store. No,
3: I mean during the D Show. I want during the Dawn Show. The D Show. The D Show. The D
4: Show. The D show. <laughs> 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 Jeez. Yeah.
1: Now we're just a briefing. I know. Show. It's, just, it, it's,
4: just, it's just wrong. Like it's just wrong.
3: I agree. Call it, like we want a live report.
1: I'm at grocery. I have I'm to. Still I curious. have to jump on a call at 11:30. Uh, but oh, see, you're he's only, too busy, uh,
3: Aunt. No, no, it's, it,
1: it's business related for the station. Um, but uh, if I get there, here's what I'll do. If I make it out of here at normal time, I'll be back in Bluebell by about 10:45, 10:50. Okay. I will go to the grocery store, try to do it as quickly as I can, and I will give you a live check-in. Thank you. That is why weather and go, traffic pending.
4: Why don't you just go from the station to the grocery
1: store? That's what I, I am, but oh, I got to okay. get to bluebell first. Yeah, you got to drive safely. Yeah. yeah, Okay. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be. It's all in the hands of the Schuylkill. If the Schuylkill's open, New, I'm good. The
3: hand, He's Price, in the hands of the Skookle.
4: Newman Price suggests a kale cam.
1: Well, yeah. Please. Again, another sellable feature I've been trying to say <laughs> See, for, for Kale months. Live. All right, that'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your day. We will talk to you Monday morning at 6. And as potentially our Jewish Senator John Fennerman would say, <laughs> good night, everybody.
0: Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.